Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to Passions Podcast. I am your regular host, the same old, same old Latara, here today with the wonderful Angel Young. Yay! Yay! (laughs) I'm glad to be here, Latara. (laughs) Angel, thank you so much uh, for coming on the show. I'm really excited to talk passions with you. Before we get started, like, do you mind giving everybody your kind of passions backstory and just telling people a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Angel. I am from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I've been a fan of soap operas in general since I was four. And I have been, I was watching Passions when it first came on. Right after that soap opera, Another World ended, I was like, oh, well, where's Rachel? And I'm like, no, 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 Angel, this soap's for you because you're you're about 14, 13. Like, this is for you. Come on, come on, jump in on July 5th, 1999. It's perfect. It's awesome. And I've been watching it all the way until the NBC finale. Unfortunately, I couldn't. I did not have I did not watch the um direct TV episodes when they came on live, but I watched them a little later when uh you know when YouTube decided, anyway, just put them on there, put them on there. So um some crazy stuff in those episodes, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah anyway. I've heard uh that the the direct TV episodes are extra crazy. I I mean I, I remember watching them, but I don't remember them being like any crazier than like the Vincent mm-hmm. stuff. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> But, uh, all right, so we're going to hop in. We watched episodes 436 through 440, yes? Yes. Oh, boy. It was a good week. Like, it wasn't super explosive, but a lot of stuff happened. We're moving things along. One of my favorite things that happened this week was that Chad's storyline is Mm -hmm. starting to really gain some momentum. And so, like, my, like, fate notes are barely even about Teresa and Ethan. They're basically mostly about Chad mm-hmm. and Whitney, which, I, which I'm kind of excited about because we've done a, yeah. lo- like, a lot with Teresa. And, and I love Teresa. And and yeah, I'm, I'm was, excited for it, but. It was kind of nice to see Teresa and Ethan getting kind of the backseat after the stuff that was happening previously with the wedding and everything. Yeah. Um, with like, their, you know, not the wedding, the, the, whatever was going on with Grace and them. Yeah. That kind of tied into his paternity and everything like that. Give that a backseat and be like, hey, this is what, you know, all this, like, this is what I went through. And I don't want you to go through that chat, but we'll get into <laughs> Yeah. All right. So uh, let's actually start with magic this week. And usually I say, let's start with magic because it's not connected to anything else. This week, magic was like connected to the other storylines yes. a little bit. So we, I mean, we'll get into it, but let's get let's get into magic and uh, see what have what kind of magic happens here. All right, this is where the magic happens, right here on this podcast. Um, so the oh Lord, Miguel is trying to free Charity, who has been uh, tied up by Hecuba, right, mm-hmm. or or something. This was all so confusing because <laughs> Charity. Charity's there. There's demons trying to get to her. And Miguel is is trying to untie her from this pole. Meanwhile, Kay is watching all of this on in like a room of mirrors. So she yeah. can see everything on, a, on mirrors around her. Also, Tabitha and Timmy are watching from the cave on Hecuba's magical mirror. But Hecuba is nowhere to be seen. And I will say... For several episodes, I was like, where the fuck has Hecuba fucked off to? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, where is she? But we find out where she is. So he's trying to uh, 
untied ch charity before the demons get to them. Um, and he, he's fighting them off and charity like begs him to leave. She's like, just leave, leave me here, Miguel. You know, I, it's not worth it. I'm not worth it. He's like, no, we're going to die together. <laughs> he's like, if we're going to die, we're going to both die together hand in hand. And then he starts telling her how much he loves her. I love you so much, Charity. You are my life. You you make life worth living. Always, and, always, goddammit. Oh my God. This, I listen, I can't stand uh, Miguel no, and Charity's love. Neither. Me neither. And it. So he's telling her how much he loves her. And then Charity knows notices that the demons are like backing off, right? And I will say these are some lame ass demons. Like, mm -hmm. why, why can't they get Miguel? Why can't they get charity but we, i think once all is revealed it makes more sense but i remember watching him and like what why are these demons so lame like why are they just like <laughs> pawing at these children also charity looks awfully good for somebody who's been in hell for a few days yeah i, I gotta say i like her i really like her outfit like <laughs> like this like i know she was wearing that same outfit for a long time but i like that I don't know. I think it fits the actress really well with that purple, with the black and the little shoes and stuff. Like I like that. That's something I would have worn. It certainly, it certainly was clean. It was, it was awfully clean. clean. Awfully clean. Awfully clean for somebody who's been in the depths of hell for three days mm -hmm. or however long it's been. And uh, so she notices that the demons are like backing off because as Miguel is professing his love to her. So she's like, Oh my goodness, Miguel, our love is keeping the evil at bay. And so then they, he, she's like, we just need to be telling each other how much we love each other. So then they just mm -hmm. kind of proclaimed their love to each other a lot. I love you so much, Miguel. No, I, I love like you to the moon and back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll never let go, Jack. Like it's so much. And then, y'all, 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 and then. Charity suggests that they show the demons their love by making love, by having sex. And my thing was like, girl, how? You are tied up. He can't even get yeah, you on time. Like, like, first of all, if they're both virgins, how would she know that? How would she know that you can make love standing up? Like, I don't get, that's the part that I was just like, wait a minute, there's something off about this. That was when I figured out was something off. Because you're like, I'm, I'm no virgin. I can't have sex standing up. Like, I hate <laughs> But like as young as they are in this time period, you're like, how would you know that? How would you know, especially the way they're portrayed as virtuous and everything like that? I'm like, mm, 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 mm. yeah, she's if, tied to a pole. pole. Like this is this is some shit. If they were to have sex right now, like it would be some like dirty down, like mm -hmm. nasty porn. Like that's that's like bondage porn okay she's mm -hmm. tied to a pole and then they have sex mm -mm. yeah and mm -mm. especially with her background with like faith getting her like you know keeping her like from everybody she wouldn't know charity and, wouldn't know any, any anything about that well she's like we need to show them by making love and and we need to have sex right now and my whole thing was like if he get, cause you, you went straight to how can y'all have sex standing up? And my whole thing was like, they, he has to untie her for them to have sex. <laughs> and so, and so it was like, I just assumed that he would, that, that they would just, she would just keep herself tied up with that. So, but that, but I was just like, no, it's Hecuba. but it has to be Hecuba. Yeah, well, that's what I was like. I was thinking it was Hecuba before a little bit, but then the whole, the other stuff happened. I was like, well, maybe it's not Hecuba. Like I was, 
so confused by this. So he, for, but for me, it's like, if, if this man is able to get you untied, you should not have sex. You should run. You should mm -hmm. leave. Um, and she's like, make love to me, Miguel. Make, to, make love to me right now. Okay. Meanwhile, okay. Kay's <laughs> having to watch all of this on the mirrors. And she's like, this must be my punishment from God. It's just like, oh, no, I'm not doing this. For selling my soul, God is punishing me by making me watch Miguel have sex with Charity in a demon pit. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I don't know. But uh, so this is all happening. And uh, <sighs> Kay starts breaking the mirrors because she's like, mm -hmm. I'm not going to let Miguel do this basically I'm not gonna let him do this she starts breaking on the mirrors to try to get find where charity is and where they are mm -hmm. and uh so she does find them she finds then, it which and that confused me too because I was like well wait a minute we we didn't have the point where she found them okay after breaking the mirrors that I, I didn't I didn't I thought that. I thought I was going crazy I was like maybe I missed it because sometimes I'm typing so sometimes I miss so you didn't see it either I didn't see it either Okay, so it's not I didn't just see it me. She, yeah, she, she just like it went from her breaking the mirrors with the rocks to her being seeing, there, being there. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because that's what I that's yeah. how it looked to me too. But I was like, maybe I just missed it. But yeah, she broke the mirrors and then she was just there with them. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Uh, um, whatever. <laughs> Passions is passion. Look, it's look, look, it's it's look. NBC in 2002, just go with it. Just go with it. <laughs> it's passions. So she does find them. And then Charity and Miguel stop. Because they, because Miguel is like, are you sure? I meant to, I forgot to say that. Miguel says to Charity after she's like, let's have sex. He's like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, okay. And they start making out and start like getting it on a little bit. And, and, but uh, Kay comes in and kind of interrupts and, uh, he is able to get Charity free of the ropes. So he gets her out of the rope. He, loose, he loosens up the ropes. He gets her out. And she refuses to leave. He's like, okay, let's go. Yeah, but as, but as, she, but as he was getting her free, how, has, she was like kind of glaring at Kay. Like oh, the yeah. Like, she was just like, mm, mm, mm. She was. She was very much glaring at Kay for being like, you interrupted this time that I was going to make love to Miguel, you evil, like the, just a look on her face. Yeah, she was, she was definitely staring Kay down. She was, she really was her, staring her down. And I wasn't sure what that was about, if it was because Kay sold her soul so that Charity had to go to hell, or if it was because she interrupted having sex. But I think you're right. I think it was because she interrupted the the sex because the next thing that happens is that Charity refuses to leave the caves with them and says to Miguel, "I want you to fuck me right now." Like I mean, she doesn't say fuck, but she does say like make love no, to me and make love to me she, now. She basically does. <laughs> yeah, she's and she says, "I'm not going anywhere until you make love to me, pretty boy." <laughs> I mean you can you can hear it you can hear it. you can hear it this in charity <laughs> yeah and so then her eyes start to glow orange mm -hmm. and we've got evil charity again and when I say I was so fucking irritated by this <laughs> I like first of all I was like why and then my second part was how uh listen y'all 
spoiler alert. I'm just going to go ahead and spoil it. It is Hecuba. I per- like didn't realize it was Hecuba at first, right? I thought it was Charity. Mm-hmm. Then when she was asking him to have sex with her, I was like, I think this is Hecuba. But then when it turned into evil Charity, I was like, that's just regular old evil charity. Like we just got the evil charity voice again, the mm-hmm. orange eyes. It was everything minus the pendant. And Hecuba wasn't around for that. So then I was like, did the demons somehow that were in her before somehow get into her again because she was in hell? I was very confused. But all the all the while it was Hecuba. So I, I don't know. I was I was a little annoyed. And I can't I can't explain exactly why I was so annoyed. But evil charity comes out and she starts making spells, telling harmony, the harmony people to kill each other, mm-hmm. which and goes into the other stuff. That, and that's, <laughs> that's what, where it, that's where it ties everything in. Yeah. Evil converges in other places. But uh, she so she says this spell, people of harmony, darken your hearts, reveal all evil in all of your parts. Revenge is the way. Revenge is all pain. Kill your tormentors as you all go insane. Now that sounds like a spell that is cast on several people, right? It seems to only have been casted on one person. I thought she was like, chaos is gonna ensue in harmony. Like that would have been cool. Like that would have been cool if like, if TC's trying to kill julian which is what is absolutely happening yes but like julian goes mad and starts trying to kill his dad because he hates his dad and his dad's mm-hmm. his tormentor or if uh Lou, well i guess everybody would go crazy and just try and kill the cranes <laughs> everybody yeah else pretty much like you like that that's that's pretty much what happened like but how cool would grace, that be you know, got, like you know, a mob been, well it would have been great if like even grace was like oh i'm so upset like if it hit grace and it's like oh man i'm so upset because you ruined my family I'm going to get you uh, Ivy. Yes. Well, how great would it be if there was like this this mob of like possessed people Mm -hmm. storming the castle, basically storming the crane mansion. I would even say Ethan because it's because you took, you took, like you, like you abandoned me, Julianne, like boom. Absolutely. That would have been so cool. And I was hoping that's where where we're going, but no, we just made TC beat up julian that was it which yeah which uh i mean look i I love seeing that scene in uh 1.75 speed with him beating up julian (laughs) but it does bring up an interesting i think you may have talked about this before with tc about the problematic stereotype of tc which as two black women we must probably have to yeah. We we's gonna talk about it. Don't We're gonna talk, man. We's is gonna talk about it, but especially because the, like there's the whole chat stuff, all mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of that is very he pissed me off this week. I just want to say that. And, and TC TC, I, I I thought I liked I thought I, I didn't mind TC when I was first watching the show, but it just turned out that I'm like, mm, I know I don't like him. I don't I like hate him. him. I hate him more and more every time he talks. Mm-hmm. I, I hate that I hate that that what they have done to TC. I really do. Um, but we will get there. We're going to finish with magic and we're going to go on over there and mm-hmm. see what's going on with TC. All right. So uh, she t- talking about like evil's controlling this man and she's talking about TC and then somebody over at the hospital with TC interferes and we'll get to that, but mm-hmm. it, it kind of breaks the spell on TC. And so then she trains her 
evil onto Luis and Sheridan, who are over at the Crane Industries in the Crane Archives trying to escape the Crane Archives. And so she like casts a spell over there. She's like, one of them is going to die. And Miguel is like, you can't kill my brother. And again, this is charity. They don't know Mm -hmm. it's Hecuba. It is charity. It's evil charity. Kay says to Miguel, we have to destroy her. (laughs) (laughs) Which I've never been more solidly Team K than I was this week. Than I was this week. She was like, we have to destroy her. We have to get rid of her. We have to do something because she is evil. He's like, no, I won't let you hurt Charity. Fuck you, Miguel. Charity just hurt us. (laughs) Oh my God. Are you going to say it or am I? Because that, that part, what she did with the charity, I was rolling. I have to rewind that. Kept going. Rewind that. Look, kept going. She says, we got to do something. We got to do, we, I, I got to do something. And he says, I can't. He says, this was my favorite. He says, I can't hurt charity. And she says, well, I can. I can. And she picks up this so- giant rock. It was about this big. big. And she chucks it. Y'all, they've she been goes. telling us that Kay. Y'all, they've been telling us that Kay was an athlete, and I didn't believe it until right now, because she chucked that giant fucking she rock said, across the across the cave, and it hit Cherry right in the back of the, back head, of the head, and she boom, bloop, 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 fell down, okay? Blopped right on down. Yeah, it was awesome. Good for Kay. She is, yes. Turns out she is good at softball. Turns also, out she's a she's probably a great pitcher. Also, out of the um and, and uh, spoiler alert, there are, there is another K after this, but this right. is actually my favorite K. Um, out of the three and a half Ks, because there was that tenth K that it was weird. Yeah. Um, so um, but this is actually my favorite K. I I guess because she's like in most of the whole, the all of this magic stuff. She was in the midst of all this magic stuff. She is my girl, like that. Deanna Wright was so, I loved her as Kay. You couldn't tell me twice about that this this was my favorite Kay. I had to give this to the other one. That's how much I loved her. She's definitely doing it for me. Mm-hmm. I love this Kay for sure. Um, so Miguel, after, <laughs> after Charity, because uh, Charity also like shot lightning at them again. Mm-hmm. So like, like, she did like this, like with her hands and then she went, yeah like before before k knocked her out uh and k i'm sorry oh yeah so he k knocks her out miguel gets mad at k and is like how could you do this to your own cousin excuse me you should be saying thank you mm-hmm. to me i saved your fucking life dude uh I, how could i do this to my own cousin she was shooting lightning at us and tried to strangle me i think i did the right thing i think it was self-defense yeah i don't, I, I don't see like a lot of the times i don't see why k even likes me like i get it because i i mean i get it like seeing this as a, as a teenager it's like okay you are so laser focused on a guy that you're like, oh, this guy might be has to be mine, has to be mine, has to be mine. But looking at it as an adult, I'm just like, no, like this, this is not for you. If he's so laser focused on this girl, you need to get laser focused on getting your back out of here. Like that's why Kay's yeah. my girl. But yeah, Kay, that's the only but thing I can't really stand about Kay because she's so laser focused on Miguel that you know, it yeah, basically ruins her life. Kay's of well, the thing is, 
the thing is, this girl is a, she's as obsessed with Miguel as Miguel is obsessed mm-hmm. with charity. Like they are in a triangle, a true triangle. And, and, but she is super, she really is so obsessed with him. And Miguel's so obsessed with charity, you know, and mm-hmm. charity is boring and lame and annoying. I don't, yeah, I don't even, I don't, I don't even, get it. I don't get the appeal. Get and I've been either. saying that. I've been saying that for years now at this point on this podcast. I think, yeah, I think even when I was watching first run, I was just like, why Why are we rooting for charity? Like, no. Why are we rooting for her? Like, she's but the awesome. actress, Molly Stanton does a good job. Yeah. This, this annoying, that annoying, like, teenage girl type of thing. But like, the charity character in general, uh, I'm not feeling her. No, she's she's terrible. I can't stand her. So uh, he's all mad that Ch- Charity is has been knocked out by Kay's softball throwing on. Like, th- <laughs> God, what a pitch, huh? But yeah, she, he's all mad. He's trying to bring Charity to. Charity, wake up. Charity, wake up. She comes to, and of course, she's still evil. Right. And she comes like, when she comes to, she's kind of like is resting her head, like on her on her, her hand on her head. Like she's like, oh yeah, I'm just all comfy and everything like that. Like yeah. that made me laugh a little bit, actually. Oh, it's hilarious. Like, oh, because yeah. of course, because of course she's evil. Like, of course, it's not what charity. So <laughs> she morphs into Hecuba. Fabulous, mm-hmm. by the way. Hecuba Hecuba looks oh, fabulous. Love- yeah, and I yeah, I talked to the actress uh, sometimes on Twitter, Robin Strasser. She's so approachable. She's like very grateful, and I because she was on uh, One Life to Live before, right. before and after this. Um, and I just love Robin Strasser as Hecuba. Like I can't even like, I can't even like say anything else because she's just she's she's going all into the character of Hecuba, and she has like so much fun with the wardrobe and everything like that. And uh Robin yeah, she's- is just the best. She's excellent. She does an excellent job. Uh, so yeah, our wonderful, wonderful villain, Hecuba. Wait, it, so Charity morphs into Hecuba, right? And then Miguel's looking at her and like, you're the evil that stole Charity. You're the evil and we have to destroy you. Basically, she's like, good luck trying to destroy me. <laughs> Look how I'm destroying you. And he says, where's Charity? And she's like, where do you think? She's still in hell. <laughs> I just, oh, oh. I love it. Oh. So uh, she then, they're like, Miguel's like, I'm going to, I'm going to destroy you. And she immediately just like m- magics them away. I don't know. I don't know. What's she does the- like a little, she does a little like spinning. Like, was this the part with the, with the, uh, yeah. Pendulum. She, she sends them into like, into like a spinning, like, um, like a spinning graphic. Is that only the only thing I can yeah, describe? Yeah, no, we it. get yeah, we definitely get one of those like a tra- it's a transition, but it's like the what they do here is like, like the, the old Batman, thing. the yes. old Batman, yes. and it spins into a new scene, and the new scene is Ch- uh, Kay and Miguel have been tied to these boards on um like a, a scaffolding, and then yeah. there's a a pendulum with a blade, a big sharp blade swinging back and forth. You know, again, I will say that Hecuba, Hecuba and Tabitha are just mm-hmm. not very efficient, they right? Are. Like <laughs> if you have superpowers and you mm-hmm. want to kill somebody, kill them, mm-hmm. right? Right? Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But instead, she's like, I'm going to let you lay here. And I guess she wants to do like the psychological thing where they, they yeah. have to suffer, you know, and watch and wait. So apparently it's supposed to like slice them bit by bit. Mm-hmm. Coming down Ugh. closer and closer. And it, it was kind of, it was kind of yucky and creepy. Like it, it definitely yeah. freaked me out a little yeah, bit. That, yeah, that, that, no, she was right about the psychological thing. Like yeah. that's what, just seeing yourself but being... If you, bloody and stuff like that before you have to die ugh, I, I get it i, I get so yes so she is an ineffectual murderer she can't get miguel she can't kill miguel right she's been trying to kill miguel this whole time just kill him he's right there mm-hmm. At your mercy, just kill him. Why do this nonsense? Just zap but, him, like boom. Yeah, Go or on. or I don't know. You made this whole scaffolding thing. I don't know. Maybe get a knife and just shoot it at his heart. I don't know. There's a lot of ways. I mean, I'm I'm not a murderer, but I can think of a lot of ways that I would be able to kill Miguel immediately, right? I'm not a murderer, but I watch a lot of TV, so right. <laughs> Right. So I, I mean, I just feel like you should, you, he, she would have been, should have been able to just kill Miguel, but then we wouldn't have a, a soap opera, would we? No, no. They, these things have to air five days a week and they gotta, you know, all the stuff like that. So, so Hecuba goes back to her cave. She leaves Kay and Miguel there to suffer, goes back to her cave where Tabitha and Timmy have been trying to escape. They've been trying to figure out how they can get out of there. Uh, Tabitha tries to do a spell that goes wrong and just causes a, a tiny little cave-in that only affects her. She gets hit, yeah, hit, she gets hit in the head with a boulder. And I love that part because, like, you could tell that it wasn't the... I mean, I didn't want it to be Juliet Mills, but you could tell if it wasn't her. It, yeah. it went to a bump. Clearly, he's the double. <laughs> Clearly, it's a double. <laughs> so, they're trying to get out. I The one thing I want to talk about here is that... So the, the boulder knocks out Tabitha and Timmy takes his Martimis to try and wake her up. He mm-hmm. throws them on her and it brings her to like she wakes up from the water, from the wet, whatever. Right. And then they have this ridiculous conversation about how, thank God that wasn't just regular water because <laughs> water and witches don't mix. And then we get like not really a flashback because they t- call she calls it like a story. She tells a story, but basically, t- Tabitha Juliet Mills plays the Wicked Witch of the West, and uh, Timmy plays a flying monkey who throws water on Tabitha by accident, <laughs> and then she starts to melt. And so we uh, Tabitha's like, "Yeah, water and witches don't melt," but then, uh, or water and witches don't mix. Oh, mix. But then when Hecuba comes back, Timmy, like, she, Hecuba comes back. She's like, I'm going to kill both of you now. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I get what you're saying. Because it took, it took me until just now to realize, like, wait a minute. She had this whole story about the, about water. Yeah. And then just say what you're going to say. Yeah. So Timmy kind of turns on Tabitha and says, you know, you know, Tabitha, heck, it was the real power. And it's obvious, to, it was obvious to me as a viewer that he was just trying to, like, butter up Hecuba and get her to mm-hmm. uh, trust him, basically, so he could mm-hmm. do whatever it is he wanted to do. Um, so he kind of turns on Tabitha and he's like, why don't you 
uh, boil Tabitha alive, something like that. He's like, but but do it slowly. Shouldn't it be a slow, slow, slow death? And so she puts Tabitha in a cauldron of water. Water. And then puts it over a fire and starts to like cook Tabitha. And Tabitha's like tied to a stake. Why didn't the water? Why the water? Yeah. Affect Tabitha. Why would they? Why would they? Tell yeah. Us? Why, why would they, they tell why us? Would they, all- yeah. They spent a good like three to four minutes on telling us why the Wicked Witch of the West from the Wizard of Oz, which I, they probably weren't allowed to say, melted because of water. Yet she's in a cauldron filled with water, ready to be boiled alive. Yeah, and why do that? Why make that point? Mm-hmm. And then do this. I was so annoyed by it. It's yeah. stupid. It's not even important. It's not even important. It's not. They, they should have just like not. They should have just left it at like, oh my gosh, you, you should have melt. You could have melted me, and then I or or not even even say that. Just like just like say, oh my gosh, I'm grateful that you. I don't even know because Tabitha wouldn't even say that she's grateful to Timmy unless unless it came to the came down to the wire. But like, I don't know. I don't even think that should have been there because now you put those two together and it doesn't add up. Right. Right in the same episodes. Like it was like, yeah. I might've been in the same episode that they did that. Actually, it's probably like a couple. It was like an episode but... or two. There was an episode between that, but, and that was why I couldn't. Week. Yeah, it was in the same week. Yeah. Which, and that was why I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't really think about it. I was like, wait a minute. Willie, what? Wait. It's such nonsense. So it is. Tabitha is tied to the stake being boiled alive, but not really. The water's just a little, it's, she's in a hot tub, you know, she's mm-hmm. getting a little steam, a little, a little sauna. Um, and uh, Hecuba seems to start to kind of trust Timmy. Timmy tells her, well, Timmy wants to make some martinis for you. And I need to go get, I'll just go get the, the ingredients. And she's like, no, no, no. I can just zap whatever we need. And she, he's like, no, I want to do this for you. Where did he, where? They're in caves outside of town. Where would he be going? How it would take him so long to get there. But anyway, Timmy goes. I mean, he came back with them. So he ca- yes, he came back, came with, back them. with them. Where did he go? Because he go he goes out and he frees Miguel and Kay without them realizing they've been they're mm-hmm. being freed by Timmy. Because Miguel well, no, was, it was like, it was, well, it's just Miguel. Miguel he freed and then Miguel oh, yeah, got a free Kay. Kay. Yeah. And because, but Miguel is like, it was our love that freed us because at one point he's like, you and I just need to focus on our love for charity. And then they, and then Kay held Miguel's hand. Yeah. Like, as though, like, and then, like, and Miguel was like, not very effective by it. (laughs) Like, yeah. Because clearly when you're holding somebody's hand, at least to me, it's like, it shows that you like them in some, something more than your cousin. Right. Well, so Timmy, they get free. Timmy comes back with the Martimi ingredients. Hecuba's asleep. She's fallen asleep. She's snoring. She's fallen asleep before the plot. Okay, that's why she's asleep now. Um, for no other reason than because we need her to be asleep so Timmy can Mm -hmm. do these things. Um, so then he goes and talks to Tabitha, who realizes that he hasn't turned on her, and he tries to to free her. And that's like basically that's where we it, ended, yeah. right? Um, yeah, that's basically where we ended with magic. So that's that's magic for the week. You got anything to add to that? Um, 
let me see. I want to make sure I got something on my note. I think I covered. Oh, um, so um, I guess in the beginning-ish of that, like we kind of see um Timmy and Tabby's commentary, which I kind of liked. Like their commentary with like, oh man, like uh Miguel's gonna Miguel's not gonna be able to free charity. Like kind of they were kind of like snarking the same way that like, you know, two people with a podcast. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, they like do that. my job. Timmy and Tabitha they, do my they, our, do this. They do basically. this. They, do this. <laughs> they basically do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like I, that was the, that was like the thing that I liked, and yeah, and I like, can't believe I didn't pick up on that water thing. Like I'm just I'm no, now I'm annoyed by it. <laughs> All right, well let's let's take a trip over to Shuis, shall we? Yeah, Sheridan and Louise. Let's see what's going on with my friends over here. So, Sheridan and Luis, last we saw them, were in the Crane archives, right? In that vault room. And they're hiding from Julian, who has shown up to make sure nobody's in there and to make sure everything's on mm-hmm. the up and up. And she came to get to make sure his, to get the diaries, get his mom's diaries mm-hmm. out at Alistair's behest so that Sheridan couldn't get them. Well, when he gets into the vault, he realizes some of the papers and stuff are out of place because mm-hmm. Sheridan and Louise were just like throwing things. They were throwing, but they were like pulling things out mm-hmm. and not putting them back. So there was like a lot of folders kind of out and scattered. It's like, just put the, sh- the pick, pick it up. If put it's not up. what you need, put it back. Put it back. Yep. How hard is that? Especially important files like this. Not to, not to be on the side of the brain here, but like as somebody who works front desk, that's like it's just like look put these put those whatever you don't need put it back put it hot hide it somewhere because yeah. important documents you don't want people to just be seeing important documents laying all over the place it's, it's confidential <laughs> right so uh he comes in he sees that there's like papers disheveled in here and he's like who the hell's been in here and he checks and sees that the last access was ethan ethan was the last person oh. who accessed the vault alistair then calls my, I can't stand the fact that Alistair always knows what's going on, <laughs> but does. also never knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. I can't stand that. Why? How does he not know that Sheridan and Luis are in the vault? Yeah, because wouldn't he? Yeah, because wouldn't there? Wouldn't he have security? I mean, I'm so sure security is cameras were a thing in 2002. Where are the security cameras? Yeah, exactly. I mean, okay, and, and then given that, like, their security system is, like, looks so cheap for 2002. <laughs> they're billionaires. Oh, my God, they're billionaires. What are you doing? They are billionaires, and they don't seem to have security cameras, except, except Alistair always knows exactly what Julian is doing, right? Like, it's almost like mm-hmm. he's watching all the time, but it's like he's not at the same time. I don't, I wish it's they would weird. give me some answers on this. Because how does Julian, not Julian, how does Alistair always know what's going on, but also at the same time, not know what's going on at all? I don't get it. He doesn't know. It's so weird. It's very weird. So anyway, he tells Julian to to check inside the vault to make sure there's no one in there hiding. But instead of doing that, Julian, (laughs) Julian just like, uh, asks a guard if he's seen Ethan he's like did you see Ethan was he here and the guard's like yes and um so 
Julian tells him, you know, he's not allowed on the premises anymore. If you see him again, mm-hmm. make sure he's escorted out. And mm-hmm. then instead of checking the vault, like Alistair said, Julian's like, I need a drink. Mm-hmm. What an alcoholic. He So he goes uh. and makes himself a drink instead mm-hmm. and closes uh. up the vault. And Sheridan and Luis are inside. Now they have a Ethan's key card. So you Ethan's need a key card, card yeah. to get in this vault. You need a key card to get in mm-hmm. and a key card to get, get out. out. <sighs> Which, come on. There has to be a fail safe. I don't, I don't know that there's a, a, a builder, an engineer, a contractor who would build a room like this mm-hmm. and there's no emergency fail safe inside. That's what I was thinking. Cause like my, uh, the place I work at, we operate like in order to get in and out of the building, we have to uh, get a key part in and our fail safe is actually a ring device where you press a key and if like something, if like a, um, if like, you know, if a fire drill was happening or anything like that or any emergency, you would just push that key, that key on, on the desk and that's how you let people out. So like say visitors were coming in that didn't have a key card, you have that, you have that fail safe right there, which doesn't seem like they have it. You work at a hotel. I cannot say where I work at, but I can say it is at a place where, uh, it, it is at a place where, where uh, the file thing does, the file thing that, where, you know, where I, I'm not going to say exactly, I, I can't say that I work in a school, but I can't say exactly where I work, obviously, for obvious reasons, for safety reasons, so, um, yeah. but yeah, but, um, but yeah, but it is more to, like, keep the students from, um, leaving, like, f- from leaving and from coming, and from coming in, right, so, uh, but, like, it's the, something as, I'm just going to say asinine as um, that there should be a fail safe. Yeah. No, I, again, I don't know that there's any bonded contractor who would draw up plans for a room like this mm-hmm. that is airtight, waterproof, has a pump that pumps the air out of the room. <laughs> I mean, a, a death room, basically. If yeah. you are, if you get trapped in this room, it is certain death, basically. Certain death. Who would not put a fail safe in place? I don't. I just don't. I just don't think that that's what is plausible at all. No. But anyway, that's what especially this room not is. in two thousand two. I don't think that that would be even plausible in two thousand two. But anyway, that's what this room is. It is. It is a death trap, truly. So. Mm-hmm. Sheridan realizes that they are, they've been closed in. She starts to get worried that like, maybe we should just leave. Maybe, you know, we haven't found the, the diaries, but maybe it's best if we just get out of here right now, you know, while, while we get out, while we can. Mm-hmm. And Sheridan was right. But Louise tells her, no, we got all the time in the world. They got all the time in the world. You they don't exactly know like we're that. in here. They, he, like, we, we can look around. We can find everything we need to find, and then we'll leave. No big deal. And Sheridan's like, okay, okay, Louise. Sure, okay, I'll, I'll listen to you because you're the man. Mm. And uh, so, meanwhile, Julian has gone back to his office. And is working to disable Ethan's key card, which is the card that Sheridan mm-hmm. has. Sheridan has Ethan's card. Um, so he's on his computer working to disable his key card. Which that but- also annoyed me because, what well, I mean, why would you have somebody with, with a high-ranking at, at Crate Industries disabling the key card when it's not somebody maybe in the lower end of that? 
you would think like a company like Crane Industries would would set would say like, oh yeah, here, um, Larky number one, um, disable Ethan's key card. Right. Well, see, I thought of, I actually thought about this too, because I was like, I you would think that they had like a security person whose mm-hmm. job it was to grant or somebody, access or, or deny like access or and yeah. do that. Like, yeah. And, um, but the reason I, the reason I let this pass is because the only three people who ha- have oh, ever right. had access are Alistair, Julian, and Julian Ethan. And, and they're very particular about who has access. So I am mad. I yeah. Imagine that was I'm, a dialogue. Yeah. If I'm that strict about it, then I'm the only person who knows how to grant access to mm-hmm. my vault. You know what I mean? So I gave, I gave them a pass on that, but I did, I had the same thought where it's like, wouldn't you have a security person who does that? But it makes sense. Now, what does not make sense is that Julian is just pressing buttons, random buttons on, <laughs> on a numerical pad. And he's like, I'm going to, you know, disabling Ethan's key card. Like nobody believes that this is how it works. <laughs> it looks so much like one of the dial pads. Yeah, like, yeah it was it was it was an old phone that had been taken mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they used as a prop. Yeah. So, but he he does um take away Ethan's security pa- access, so now that card's not going to work. Yeah, so, it's invalid. Yeah, it, it is now invalid, rendered invalid. So, um Louise and Sheridan do find the diaries in the the vault. They they feel great about it, and then they're going to leave, and they can't get out. They're locked in, and Sheridan starts to flip out, which I would. I yeah, would oh, too. I would too. I would too. I'm not sure if this was before this, but uh, they were like, I I the thing that I really like about Shuis uh, is that they are they can be so horny at times i think uh, there was an example of this before like they uh left the thing like to go oh yeah we're gonna read these things but i'm gonna make be a fast reader and like and we're gonna make love all night long oh yeah that's uh, later fast, that's yeah, like at the end okay yeah they so um they get and then, e- and then even and then even when they got and then even when they when they were uh with like with Ju- like with julia was in it there was like kind of a little moment with them <laughs> like <laughs> there's always a moment with them there's, there's always a moment they're I'm, like I- so- I'm glad they love each other now and don't hate each yeah. other anymore. Oh, me too. Um, so they find that they're locked in. Sheridan starts to panic. Luis is like, don't panic. I'll just call somebody and have them come and open this fucking vault for us. Like, whatever. We're caught, but it's better than, you know, being locked in here. And she says, you can't. This room is lead-lined, airtight, waterproof, and also there's a pump that's going to pump all the it's vacuum sealed mm-hmm. so we are gonna start losing air soon and uh so louise again continues to try to keep sheridan calm which to his credit i really appreciate it somebody's got to mm-hmm. be calm in these kinds of situations and um i feel like i would have been sheridan like oh god oh god oh god oh god oh god you oh god, know oh god oh god yeah um, but then Louise has the the bright idea that let's just disable the pump. You said there's an air pump. There has to be a power supply. Let's disable this air, the air pump's power, su- power supply. So he finds an electrical panel, which, uh, here we go. why would it be inside the vault? Yes. Yes. It should be outside. It should be outside. 
There's like, there's a meter in there that tells you how much air is in there. <laughs> Which like, I find that meter hilarious. So it's like, it's just like, oh yeah, let's just pan to this meter to show them how much time they have, how much like oxygen they have left, how much time they have left to live. Like, that just... But why would you need a meter <laughs> inside the vault? Exactly. Why would you need a meter? Because who's going to be inside the vault checking the oxygen levels? Right. Uh, you would be outside the vault checking the oxygen levels, because if you're inside the vault checking mm -hmm. the oxygen levels, you're going to die. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> I just don't and then understand. There was, and, then, and then there was one next to Juliet, I think, or Alice, one of them. Yeah, was like, there was a, there was the, the same that same. It's like a thermometer. It's like a thermometer. mercury thermometer, mercury thermometer. That, <laughs> that they've decided to put like instead of degrees, it's like air oxygen air supply. supply i don't know it was ridiculous but uh she's flipping out but Luis is like no i'm gonna here's the power supply he i'm gonna disable the disable the pump by removing some of these wires well Luis, <laughs> Luis puts his hands in here and, and grabs the wires and like pulls them apart and then is immediately electrocuted. He does the electric like, shimmy, 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 shimmy. He does he the electric, electric slide. slide. Yeah. Electric slide. Yeah. yeah. It's electric. Woogie woogie woogie. Yeah. It's electric. He gets he gets electrocuted. And uh he gets blown back, falls to the floor. And y'all, Luis is dead. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. He is dead as a now. Luis is dead. And you know how we know he's dead is because we come back and Luis, look, we think he's alive. And he's like, look, Sheridan, I did it. I did it. Why are you crying, Sheridan? Why are you crying? I did it. And then he's like, wait a minute. That's me. It can't be. It's impossible. I'm dead. <laughs> da, da, da. And then he puts his hand over Sheridan. Yeah. And now he's a ghost. Um, so Lu Luis is a ghost in the, the, God, Luis is a ghost. <laughs> oh, man. oh, man. I kind of wish they would have done more with ghost Luis. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I was really hoping they were going to do a little bit more with ghost Luis. I really was. Yeah, because we, because we, we had Sheridan in the, in the, um, Sheridan in the, buried alive and everything like that we had yeah. like a lot of like all of the sheridan related stuff yes and i kind of want to see oh ghost louise obviously we're gonna get ghost louise we're gonna have ghost louise and his shenanigans going all around harmony and doing his stuff but yes mm. louise casper the friendly ghost he's he so he's ghosting it up in this vault for a for a little bit and he's trying to talk to Sheridan. She can't hear him. And then a bright light from the great beyond starts to sh shown is shown brightly and it starts to suck him in. And he's been pulled up and he oh, looks over so to the side and he's like, he looks over to the side and he's like, oh man, that's the file on my father. There's a, there's a <laughs> random, there is a random, random file manila folder that says Martin Fitzgerald in a and little I, cubby hole or something i i am loathed to say it was hidden because it was not hidden no it was it was, it was there's all of these file cabinets in here and yet this 
which I have I've come to understand is probably one of the most ex- not expensive, oh. most important files in this room is just out in the open. Like it's up on a shelf basically mm-hmm. by itself. But there's drawers and drawers and drawers of file cabinets. But this one file, this one lone file is just on a shelf. But a high, sh- I mean, to their credit, very it's high, a high shelf. Yeah. shelf. <laughs> it's almost as though they threw it up. They're like, oh, Martha Fitzgerald, screw him. <laughs> it is a high shelf. But it, like, if this is that important. Also, why keep documents of your misdeeds? Yes. Like if, if I was a criminal who had like maybe murdered somebody, I wouldn't keep evidence of that. Right. Like there mm-hmm. wouldn't even, there probably wouldn't even be any evidence that Martin Fitzgerald even ever even worked here. Like erase yeah. him, erase shred him. it, what? shred it, erase it. Why do you have this? I don't understand why they ha- what. I don't know what's in the file. I just know they shouldn't have it mm-hmm. because what if you're that scared that it could come out and it could and it could destroy your family and your your um mm-hmm. company and everything? Why would you have evidence? just sitting around, just laying around. I don't care if it is mm-hmm. in an airtight, waterproof room. Why mm-hmm. you have it anyway? Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this. I, I, now that I've just talked it through a little bit. Uh, Alistair is a fucking psycho. and oh, he is. And like serial killers who keep mementos, I imagine mm-hmm. that's why he keeps these files, because he's a psychopath. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I talked myself down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's just that I'm not a psycho and which is, which is also probably why I'm not a criminal, you know, but like if, mm-hmm. if I was a criminal, I would not save evidence ever. No, no. But, you know, y'all don't know if I'm a criminal because I literally would never incriminate myself. Never. <laughs> would never. never. I wouldn't either. It's uh, it's such a, it's, it's so, I don't know. It's just one of those like evil genius moves. What do you expect with the, for the, from a guy who played Skeletor? <laughs> So, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's so Luis is dead, but he did, but he did manage to um, get the pump to stop. So the air is supply is still good in the room. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're not gonna. There's not. It's not certain impending death at this moment. Um, but he is being pulled away into the great beyond, and then looks so Sheridan, cheap. Looks so cheap. Oh, oh, yeah. It was so, uh, oh especially like God. the way, like the way his legs and arms were. It was so creepy looking. That was the creepiest thing on this the, the, episode to me. Yeah, it looked really bad, but the special effects on this show are horrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think it's, I think it's, I think it's a next level of bad when it was, when you can't even pull. <laughs> it was <laughs> properly pull somebody to heaven. It looks so bad. Uh, so, he, um. Sheridan is crying over Luis's body. She's saying, I love you. I just found you. You're my perfect love. How could it end like this? We just mm-hmm. found each other. It's really sad. I felt bad for her. And then she kisses him. And he immediately wakes up. Sleeping beauty, this guy. Sleeping he immediately beauty. wakes up. And surprise, I'm back. And he doesn't remember. This irritated me so much. Yes. He doesn't remember that he saw his father's file on that shelf he just has a feeling that there's something in the vault that he needs to find right and uh so he says that but then they're like let's get out of here so he figures out that 
there's another electrical box he can fuck around with, fuck around so and find out. There's another electrical box to fuck around with so that he could, he wants to set off the sprinklers saying that if the sprinklers go off, then the door will automatically open, which how did you know? How, he says Look. Sam taught him this, but no, I'm no, I refuse. I refuse to buy it. I refuse to take this. You're not going to do this to me, passion. Mm -mm. no. I refuse. I refuse. I, yeah, I don't, especially I, like that. That's something I don't believe. Sam taught him that. Sam, of all people. Police right. chief Sam, that we're constantly reminded of the police chief Sam. Who is so bad at his job, police exactly. chief Exactly. Oh, hey, oh. So, I, yeah, no, I don't buy it. I don't believe it. But he's like, yeah, I'm going to go mess with these some more wires. Sheridan's like, no, you just died. I just got you back. Like, you're going to electrocute yourself again. He's like, no, 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 no. It's fine. I'd rather do this than, you know, what are we going to do? Sit around in here, you know? So it works. He manages to get the sprinkler system to go off. This was ridiculous. The sprinkler mm -hmm. system goes off. The alarms are going off. Mm -hmm. The door opens. This all works. Yeah, it opens. They take, first of all, why weren't you already dressed? They all, they didn't have their coats on there. Just so we had to take time to put on our coats, put on our, just grab it and go. Putting on their go. coats, putting on their scarves, grabbing the stuff that they had laid down. Then they make out. Those horny toads. Oh my God. As, as, as the sprinkler system is soaking them. They start making out. Like you said earlier, he's like, oh, we gotta, we're gonna read through all of this and then we're gonna make love. Like, <laughs> how about you leave? Yeah, leave, that? leave, then read the stuff, then make love. Yeah, because you know, because like, you know, Shalise fans like us, we we love like like Shalise fans out there, we love the long, drawn out love making scenes between them. Like we we love it. But don't do that in the vault. So they make out. And it takes so long. And then Luis stops and says, wait, we can't leave yet. Sir, why didn't you take the time to figure out what it was that was gnawing on you before you set off the fucking alarms in here? Mm -hmm. Why didn't you do that? So he's like, no, we can't leave. And he's just like standing there mystified, like looking crazy and like, there's something here. I know there's something here about my father. And I know it's, it's, it's really important. Uh, and he starts like trying to find, he almost gets to the file. He almost does. But Julian, of course, Julian shows back up with the guards and the guards and Julian come in and Sheridan and Luis just like sneak out behind them. It's very cartoonish. It is. It was also anticlimactic. It, after all that, after all that, that's how they, they just sneak out behind behind Julian's back. Like they, yeah. like they're like they're Boris and Natasha. Not, not comparing to the Boris and Natasha, but like the way that they did it. No, you're right, Boris and Natasha, both Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bull, very yeah. wide. But what do you expect from like the same show that just gave us Batman, 1960? So yeah. <laughs> Moose and Squirrel. That's, yeah. my, that's my best Natasha. <laughs> Moose and Squirrel. Um, I used to love Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, uh, that was such a good show. It was. Yeah. Like, that's was such a throwback. I haven't yeah, thought just, about that in years. Yeah, it would just randomly like come on like in the morning when I was a kid and I would just like watch it. Like, yeah, I love that show. 
All right. And Rocky was a flying squirrel, wasn't he? Rocky was a flying squirrel. Yeah. Bullwinkle was a moose. Like the, yeah. Like, like if you remember from Full House, if you watch that, that was yes! Joey's. That was Joey's. <laughs> that was Joey's thing. <laughs> I forgot all about that. Yeah. And what did he say? Cut it out. Ow. For, uh, what's it called? <laughs> oh, oh, out of control. Yeah. Okay. So they sneak out. Whatever. Um, oh, Julian, let, let's talk about Julian real yeah. quick. Cause, cause the, some stuff happened to Julian between when he first got to crane industries and when he, when the sprinkler systems went off. So yeah. let's but also, follow well, also, I'm not sure if this was at the end of this episode, but wasn't, was it, was it a reveal that like they tore out the uh, pages yeah, was, yeah, yes, you're right. So Louise yeah, so the, and Sheridan, let's actually, you're right. Let's follow Louise and Sheridan. So Louise and Sheridan sneak out. Moose and Squirrel sneak out. So Sheridan and Louise go back to the cottage and they're reading through the diaries and Sheridan finds an entry. And again, a reminder, they're her mother's diaries. Um, and it, the, di- the entry says, quote, Alistair thinks someone at the company is a threat to the family. But when I asked who... He told me to mind my own business. And so then they're looking at it. Luis is like, oh, that's really promising. And then they go to the next page and a bunch of pages have been cut out. So there's pages missing from these diaries, which begs the question, uh, mm-hmm. why were Alistair and, Lu- Alistair and Julian so dead set against Sheridan getting these diaries considering there's nothing in them they know and they knew this they talk about this on the phone at one point Alice mm-hmm. and Julian do where Al- Julian says you know it, all the most incriminating stuff has been cut out of those diaries there's nothing there for her to find mm-hmm. so I, I don't know why they're so pressed about it yeah they knew that from the beginning I feel as if they were more pressed about like them just being there because of that uh carelessly placed Martin Fitzgerald file than anything, but e- but even if you look back at the episodes, it doesn't. There's no hint as to say to say like, oh, she's gonna find a diary. It's all gonna be up. It's not like oh, it's, just, it's it's more of just like this frantic that they that if they find the diaries, it's all gonna be over. Which yeah, they that that's what I'm saying. They were really pressed. Julian Alistair were really pressed in like last week's episodes about her not getting those diaries mm-hmm. like she were, was not to get her hands on mm-hmm. them so yeah i don't know they and then in this week is it all fizzled about, they've been nothing in, in the about face <laughs> yeah so later Luis remembers that he saw that martin file when he was a ghost um when he was flying into yeah fake heaven and so that's kind of where we end it with them but let's talk about julian julian so Julian at one point has to go. He, he's on the phone with Alistair. Alistair tells him the way we're going to break up Luis and Sheridan is that we are going to tell, make Eve, we're going to make Eve Russell tell Luis that Sheridan admitted to killing Martin Fitzgerald in those hypnosis tapes, in that hypnosis tape, and that she lied to him. Um, but the, but Alistair has the tape. So Eve has no hard evidence. Alistair says, so even if Luis wants to prosecute, he won't have any ev- evidence. Everything will be hearsay and it'll mm-hmm. be thrown out. And even if it does go to court, it'll be tied up in the courts for many, 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 many years. 
And so he's like, this is to me, this is the best way to do this without as much publicity. Right. So Alistair tells Julian to go to the hospital, talk to Eve. Mm-hmm. Julian goes to the hospital. He don't talk to Eve. He don't talk to Eve. <laughs> <laughs> Julian goes to the hospital and immediately bumps into um, TC. TC. TC Russell, y'all. And uh, he knocks him down. He knocks TC down and TC is like um, cradling his knee. knee. And then TC uh, his eyes turn bright orange because charity cast a mm-hmm. evil charity cast a spell on him to defeat his foes and kill his enemies. And so he attacks Julian and tries to kill him. Like he's like choking him, he's throwing him all over the place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was actually, but, I, I actually kind of liked it, even though I, that, that, yeah, it was, it was kind of, it was really, like I said, it was really funny to see it in the speed that I was seeing it because it was just like, boom, boom. <laughs> like, it's like, oh, let me add some cartoon noises to it. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, and before this, I should say before this TC and we know this, I, I don't mm. even have to say this. I'm just saying it as a formality. <laughs> TC has a conversation with Sam where he continues to say, I could kill Julian Crane in a heartbeat. Beat. That's what he says. I could kill Julian Crane in a heartbeat. heartbeat. And Sam, Sam's like, Hey, buddy, you can't say stuff like that to me. I'm the chief of police. You cannot. He's bad at my job. You can't say that to me. <laughs> well, look how bad he is at his job. Like, TC's obviously a threat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, w- I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have him. I don't think it would be right from, like, arrest TC. A TC hasn't mm-hmm. done anything. But mm-hmm. these are, I mean, you might want to keep an eye on the man. Yeah, keep an eye on him. It's, uh, uh, he's been your friend. He's been your friend for years. It seems like for decades. I feel like. Yeah. yeah well, from like from the onset of the show. Yeah. So their um conversation, Sam and TC's conversation, which is the same conversation they they've had oh, about yeah. Julian Crane a million times. It, but it gins up a lot of like negative emotions in TC. Mm-hmm. So by the time t- Julian does bump into him, even without Charity's like mm-hmm. evil spell, I think he probably oh, yeah, would have been really, 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 really pissed and maybe would have punched him anyway. I don't know that he would have tried to kill him the way he did, mm-hmm. but I think he definitely would have. But he says later that his hatred just took over and he couldn't control himself. Um, so yeah, he's beating up Julian. And then he's going, die, Julian, die. He's like, sh- he's like choking him, strangling him to death. And then Whitney and Chad walk into this scene and they try- also, this is the emptiest hospital I've ever oh, seen. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> like Harmony has to be the healthiest town ever because there's nobody's ever at the hospital but these 12 people. Mm-hmm. And um, so this- None of them are in there. None of them who are in there for, for being sick. Yeah, that's true too. They, yeah, none <laughs> of them are there for sick, for being sick. <laughs> you know what I've said it a bunch. If I've said it once, I've said it a thousand times. The people when when these people need to go to the hospital, they never do. <laughs> <laughs> when they should probably go to the hospital, they never do. When when they have just survived uh, a prom boat disaster or have survived a bird attack, or when when Charity's just losing her mind and keeps fainting mm-hmm. over and over and can't remember full blocks of time they still never take her to the oh hospital. wait a minute wait a minute i forgot there is somebody goes to the hospital because for a medical emergency but we're gonna get that later oh is it grace 
Yeah, yeah, who cares? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about Grace. We'll talk about Grace too. Yeah, oh, Grace. Oh, so, um, soothsayer. To, to, <laughs> she's a seer. She's the oracle. She, um, so anyway, TC's trying to kill Julian. Die, Julian, die. Winnie and Chad come up trying to stop TC. And Chad manages to pull Julian off just as Grace and Eve are kind of walking up as well. And Eve at this point had just decided that Grace is right. I need to tell TC the truth. Mm -hmm. Like, because Grace has been working real hard over time Mm -hmm. to get Eve to tell TC the truth about her past with Julian and that they had a baby and everything. And you're not gonna let them ruin me. You're not gonna ruin your marriage like like Sam did to my marriage. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, and then and Eve keeps saying they're not the same thing, and Eve is absolutely right. These two things are not the same same thing. thing. They're similar. They're similar. They're not the same thing because look at what TC is doing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So anyway, they they walk onto this scene right as Eve has decided that she needs to tell Julian the truth. But her whole issue with telling, not Julian, her whole issue with telling TC the truth was that she was concerned that he would kill Julian and Mm -hmm. then end up spending the rest of his life in jail or worse mm-hmm. get the death penalty right because we mm-hmm. know that's in play in harmony okay oh yeah that's in play yeah so um especially if you especially if you try to kill a crane like right so when eve yells like what's what happened what's going on julian yells back that crazy black bastard tried to kill me <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I felt I'll tell that, you what's going on. That crazy black bastard tried to I kill felt, me. Uh, I felt that in my lineage. And the look, the look that all of these black people gave him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, why he gotta be black? Like, why he gotta be a black bastard? Um, Julian. Now, Julian immediately tries to kind of clean it up tries to correct himself says to chad you know i didn't mean anything by that comment like you know i was just i'm just in shock and overwhelmed chad says to him you're not the first bigot i've met and you won't be the last (laughs) Chad's like, i'm not trying to hear it you're a bigot and i don't i and i've dealt with bigots just like you Mm -hmm. in my life and i know i know how you're gonna try and clean this up i'm not buying it you can save Mm -hmm. your fucking breath and uh tc is still in a rage but Mm -hmm. the spell has like worn off but he's still tc's rage is still there and uh i guess he's just like not in evil mode anymore i i don't know so he's Mm -hmm. but he's still saying i'll kill him i'll kill him and eve is like what like honey you need to leave julian tells them that he bumped into tc and then tc just went berserk which is exactly what happened mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened like they bumped into each other mm-hmm. julian uh, not julian tc fell and then he just went crazy bananas b a n a s tc is bananas b a n a s yeah so tc's bananas and uh Julian says a man like that shouldn't be allowed to coach children. He should be incarcerated. And Eve goes up to Julian and they're in that stern, like black mama, like yep. voice. She's like, uh, Julian, you need to back off. Uh, 
it is this is over back off and he like really literally like backs away he's like <laughs> well fine <laughs> you know <laughs> he also i mean we know that he like also is in love with eve yeah oh know? yeah it goes without saying it's like it's like right there like yeah ben and tracy i didn't actually believe when i was a child but like i do believe that they do have that chemistry like i'm gonna yeah. say right now though i do as I'm thinking about how this story goes and how everything mm-hmm. kind of plays out between TC, Eve, and Julian, I don't like the way this mm-hmm. was written, the way it like played it out. I don't like it. I think, I think in 2001, 2002, it was like, this is so progressive of them. In 2022, it's like, this is so racist and racist and fucked up and like she should absolutely want nothing to do with Julian yeah and it's it's also like abusive too in in like psychological ways Mm -hmm. as well Mm -hmm. yeah like the idea of these the the only black people in this town that we've seen Mm -hmm. really I mean if Whitney at one point says that there are other black people I haven't seen them I haven't seen them either (laughs) She also calls them African-Americans. Because African-Americans are like, okay, you can tell a white writer wrote this. Exactly, because I don't know any Black people who are, who call other Black people like, oh, yeah. there are more African-Americans over here. Like, I yeah, mean, I feel I like have, I say it I as a actually, joke. Yeah, and I kind of know of who the people in the writer's room are. So I'm looking at the credits and I'm like, no, not a Black person, not a Black person, not a Black person. So like, I don't even think there's any representation of minorities in the writer's room. And I know that there are Black writers in daytime tv like michelle michelle valjean is a main one and she never wrote for passion so don't worry about her ever getting a job there um so like but like i'm just like i'm just like like african-americans like i never in my life have i said that unless i am filling out a form that says like what is your ethnicity yeah it yeah it it rings false the every time they say it it just rings so inauthentic mm-hmm. um but anyway uh eve tells julian to back off julian backs off uh later julian tries to thank chad for saving him basically he's mm-hmm. like uh chad i'd like to thank you for helping me earlier and he tries to give him some money and chad's like no nah, man i don't want your yeah. money and I- julian <laughs> says Oh, come on, boy. Think think of it as a gift. And I, my immediate, the Im- I, it was visceral. What came out of me immediately was like, don't call me boy. I said yes. that. I was like, don't call me boy. And, uh, but. Uh, I was like, boy, what do you mean boy? Like, Chad don't call said, him that. Exactly. I didn't like that. And mm-hmm. Chad says, this boy doesn't want your money. And I didn't step in to help you out. I was trying to protect coach Russell. And then Julian says. And well, Julian's like incredulous. He's like, <laughs> and he says, he says he was trying to kill me. And, and Chad says, and if he was, I'm sure he had a damn good reason, honey. Chad, I love Chad. Harris. I love Chad. I love Chad. Chad is the best of the best on this show. Mm-hmm. He really is. I, I don't think I've had any moments with him where I was like, this character, I don't like this. The only time where I was like, Ugh, 
and it's not even really his fault it's like the way they write his anger at the beginning I think yeah, they've done yeah. better about tempering down his anger some because it was explosive when he showed up mm-hmm. yeah and I it was really too way too much it was like TC yeah, like kind of, yeah so it kind of felt like they they were like okay there's too many of this stereotype of the two African-American men I'm sorry, black men. <laughs> Passion did that to me. <laughs> I was I like I caught it and then I was like, should I say something? I, <laughs> I guess we did, black men. But you know what? You know what it is? You were saying it from the perspective of these white people. So, white so writers, it makes yeah. sense that you would say it like that. Like, no, it was, that's how like, oh no, we shouldn't have these two African American males be this angry. Let's let's temper off one of them, make and 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 accentuate them the other. Yeah. So <laughs> uh Chad again insists to Julian that he doesn't want any of Julian's money. And Julian says, well, I own the book cafe that you work at. So every time you cash your check, you're taking my money. And Chad, and I want to talk about this. I'm going to finish what they said. But Chad says, well, I work for that money. And Julian says, right. But I'm just saying maybe you should think twice about biting the hand that feeds you. Julian says, the hand that feeds you. That's what he calls mm. himself. And Chad says, well, yeah, I'll give it a lot of thought. Maybe 10 seconds. Like, oh, sick burn, Chad. (laughs) (laughs) I'll give it 10 seconds of thought. So much thought. And then Julian says, you're no brighter than your friend, Coach Russell. So then Chad says, well, I guess us Black folks are all alike. Ain't that right, Massa Crane? And I'm telling you, there's there's no quicker way to shut down like an old white man than to go then to be like massa i like that boom <laughs> they fucking hate uh. it no you you can't the, oh boy that was a, oh so good massa crane oh uh. oh man. Uh. um i but i do want to talk about this like idea that um julian is the hand that feeds and he and he's basically chad's benefactor because chad works at his establishment and like this gets to me so much as a worker because i'm Mm -hmm. all about listen i am so all about like workers rights and the fact that the means of production without the means of production none of this would exist so without workers you wouldn't have a book cafe without chad you wouldn't Mm -hmm. have and also julian could not do chad's job for 15 minutes no, he couldn't. He could not do Chad's job for 15 minutes. He can't. But you think you're so much better than him because you have some money that you didn't earn? It's crazy how the people... And and Julian, even though Julian is a fictional character, mm-hmm. Julian is also a depiction of a lot of like rich mm-hmm. white people, wealthy people, who sincerely think that because they have money, they are better than, than everybody. the great unwashed masses. Mm-hmm. And, but they, they don't realize that without us, you wouldn't have any money. Mm-hmm. You need, you, he needs Chad. He needs Beth to be running that establishment. Yep. Otherwise it would just be making no money. And then, closed down and then you've lost another business 
I, I don't know. I just, I get very it's, irritated at yeah. that kind of stuff where it's like, I, well, I, well, I write your checks. It's like, but you, you're not giving me money. I'm it's doing like, a service yeah. for you. Mm-hmm. I'm helping you actually. Yeah. And it's not like, and it's not like, oh, if the, if the book, if Beth and Chad weren't running this cafe, they, uh, you know, the, the cafe will still be able to run with Julian. Like, no. Cause like, how are you going? Because like, the, if I'm to understand, the book cafe is like is like Starbucks, sort sort of like that, except with like more more stuff than like like there are like you can go on the internet on the, on, at the cafe. I think I, I might be mixing up with Sunset Beach, but and then you can also you can also like read in there that sort of thing. So like, who's gonna make the who's gonna make the lattes? Who's going to put the books on the shelf? Who's going to like if you need, if a computer breaks? Who's gonna fix that? That's not all. For, that's not all, Julian. That's all a staff that needs to be in there and that's yeah it's it's julian is so out of touch and ben does a great job with that out of touch ben masters does a great job playing that type excellent he's excellent excellent yeah excellent so uh julian walks off leaves saying thank you all the same right he's like i just wanted and i honestly think julian really did want to just thank chad but like you said he's just so out of touch that he did went about it the entirely wrong way and then when chad didn't take his money he was like super offended um but i think he really did want to find a way to i think he was grateful to chad you know Mm -hmm. just genuinely and sincerely so he walks away he leaves and uh chad then goes yeah that man's nothing but a bigot and then he's like, wait a minute. I think I just figured out who my real father is. It's no, Julian no, no. Crane. And Whitney is like, thinks it's inconceivable. She's like, it, how could it be? There's no way. Girl, what do you mean? You, you know that Julian is a notorious philanderer. Uh-huh. That's the thing you know. He could absolutely he have illegitimate children. Yeah, he could absolutely have a- illegitimate children. That's not outside the realm of reality. And you've heard everybody in your life talk about how awful the cranes are. You've seen it firsthand with the way Julian just treated Ethan, kicking mm-hmm. him out of his life entirely, even though he's mm-hmm. been his father for 25 years. So you know that he's got it in him to be, you know, to to abandon a child. Mm-hmm. And uh so she thinks it's inconceivable. Meanwhile, Uh-oh. Eve is talking to TC and she, and Grace is in the room too. <laughs> I can't stand Grace right now. Uh, and and uh, Eve is asking TC what happened. And TC says, I don't know. Something just snapped and the, my hatred took over. And Grace goes, and Grace, like, you don't, it's one of those things where you don't see Grace in the room till they pan mm-hmm. to her. <laughs> so we see Eve and TC and you think it's just the two of them. And there, and he says, I don't know, something just snapped. And then it just pans to a dead eyed Grace. Who's like, it's the evil. <laughs> <laughs> she, she, it's the evil that's come to harmony. It's tearing apart our lives. She, and then she goes, the angel warned me that terrible things are going to happen. <laughs> and TC goes, the angel? <laughs> oh, TC goes, God. the angel? And then he, he's like super skeptical and he says, 
did you give her something to sedate her? He, I, feel, I, love that he, I love that he asked Eve if she gave uh, Grace a sedative. I love that he asked, because as y'all know, I, Eve is the sedation queen. <laughs> she will sedate a motherfucker in a second, okay? He's like, did you give her? I love that he's like so used to his wife drugging people <laughs> he's like did you drug like is is grace high <laughs> is is she high basically and so then they they kind of have a little conversation where both tc and eve are like well i well eve says i'm a scientist I believe in science and, and not in all of this other stuff. So I have, mm -hmm. I have to deal in reality and the facts, mm -hmm. but here's the thing. She says this, I need to, I have to deal in reality, but reality is you saw the walls bleed at Grace's house. You were uh -huh. attacked by birds at Grace's house. Okay. You were on the prom boat. You were on the prom boat. You, but yeah, you were at the, the, with the fireball and the light destroyed the fireball mm -hmm. and the angel. You, you've seen things in your IRL, I, you've seen things IRL in real life that mm -hmm. would say that the, this, what Grace is saying could be true, could be reality, but whatever. They basically blow Grace off. Um, but then the conversation kind of switches back to TC's hatred of Julian. Mm -hmm. And then Grace gets a glimpse of what Eve's been trying to tell her all along that because TC is like seething. He's like, I'll kill him. I don't care if he ever comes near any, if he ever hurt somebody in my family, if I ever found out that he was involved with somebody in my family, I would murder him with my bare hands. And Grace sees all this, but decides to double down on her advice to Eve saying you right at this moment, she pulls Eve to the side. And it's like, you need to tell him right now. Now you think now is the best time? He's mad as hell. He's liable to punch me. Seriously, mm -hmm. I, I don't know what he's capable of right now. You want me to tell him right now after he literally just tried to kill Julian, and he just mm -hmm. told me that he basically blacked out and his hatred took over for him. You want me to mm -hmm. tell him that I actually used to have a relationship with Julian? Not only that, but we had a baby together. Not only that, but I think maybe Chad might be like, no, girl. Now mm -hmm. is not the time. Not right now. So she's just so annoying. It's like, have you been listening mm -hmm. at all? Grace, have you been Read listening? Read the room, Grace. She hasn't been listening. She's too busy. I don't know, zoned out. She's she, zoned maybe, out. Maybe, maybe, maybe she's taking a sedative. That's what I'm saying. Maybe Eve, maybe Eve did drug her. Um, so <laughs> mean, so that happens, and then TC leaves and he walks he walks in on Whitney and Chad talking about the possibility that Julian could be Chad's father. And then he uh, just starts yelling at Chad. This shit pissed me it's, off. Oh, it's I wrote tune. in my notes. It's like, you can't probably can't even see it. Like it's so bold because I was so <laughs> upset. I was so upset. I, so he I walks in like, on this. He starts yelling at um, Chad saying, Julian is what? What? Julian, you have crane blood running through your veins. And then Whitney starts to speak up saying, no, dad, we don't know anything for sure. 
but he cuts her off entirely saying, I'm not talking to you, Whitney. I'm talking to him. If Chad, Chad, if Julian Crane is your father, I want you out of my house and away from my family because he's an evil man. And anyone who has anything to do with him is evil. And if you are the son of Julian, I want you away from my family. Huh? Huh? That's... That's some shit in that shit. I'm sorry. This Uh. shit was so crazy that I thought that Whitney was having like a daydream. I it was so crazy that I thought it wasn't actually happening. Yeah, that would have been out of the realm of possibilities either. But I thought it wasn't even happening. I was like, maybe this isn't really happening because this is outland. It's insane. Mm -hmm. It's absurd. It's absurd that you would blame a kid who's been abandoned by their parents. Mm -hmm. By the way. And you would make a home, you would make him homeless, number one. Mm-hmm. You blame him for something he has zero control over. Nobody, nobody can control the circumstances of their birth. No one can. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask for this. You would call basically, basically call him evil by association, even yeah. though he doesn't even know Julian Crane. He just helped you get stay out of jail, mm-hmm. keep you from killing Julian. He saved your daughter's life like two or three times at this point. He saved mm-hmm. your wife's life. He got shot. He took a bullet for your wife. He took, two, uh-huh. I think he took three bullets for Eve, actually. I think he did, yeah. So, but just because Julian might be his father, might. he's never met, that he knows nothing about, and was abandoned by. Not even confirmed, you want, might. You want him away from your family. I, I, that is some... I was disgusted. Yeah. Frankly. Personally. Poisonally, I was disgusted. Yeah. Um and, and you can't even see, you can't even like, you can't even like justify that with like, well, I just love just rallying down from like being mad over like Julian tripping over me. Which by the way, I think we forgot this one part uh when that happened. I just remembered it. It was all triggered by like his father, like his father being like. Yeah, I guess, allegedly killed by Julian. Which, I um, forgot that part. I yeah, forgot which that, which which I which I, I'm trying to forget too because that whole ending of that storyline is the clunker and a half. Wow, but it, I'm not going to go to that. Um, it's such nonsense that he blames Julian for his father's death. I mean, eh, kind of. I whatever. But your dad died of a broken heart because you couldn't play tennis anymore. That's a stretch. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Like the many, I'm sorry. The many careers that I've attempted could break everybody's heart. Like, yeah, it's quite the reach. It's a very, it's a reach. It's quite the reach. Now, now, if, if, if TC had like gone into a coma mm-hmm. after his car accident and his died, his died, his dad died of a broken heart because his kid was like basically dead. Okay. I, and he, and then yeah. TC woke up years later and found out that that's what happened to his dad. Okay. Yeah. Um, but you hurt but your no. knee, you hurt your knee. So your dad died. I, I just, I... yeah. Cause I, I, and I, that's the thing I would have loved to have seen like what, like what that looked like, like what that looked like, like the TC's father, 
say like, oh, you like he pushed them so hard, like say or made him believe like, oh, the cranes did this to you, the cranes did this to you. Like, and then we even saw a flash, like I, I'll say a flashback because it's just uh, two actors, uh, young young TC, and then his father in his deathbed, basically, and he's and then, and TC's kind of psyching himself up, like, yeah, my father did this did this to you, like your father, like the Julian Crane did this to you, he did this to you, like, and I kind of want to see how, how TC's father treated TC because I really wanted to see that. I wanted to see that, like they they they're never gonna show it to us. Like I know never they gonna. <laughs> They won't, they will, they refuse to give this storyline any real meat, any mm -hmm. real substance. It's that, that's the right word right there. Mm -hmm. There's no real substance to this. There's mm -hmm. no real substance to Julian, not Julian's, to, to TC's deep, deep hatred of Julian. Now, mm -hmm. I, I, granted, he thinks that Julian was, is responsible for his accident that messed up his knee that ruined his tennis career fair mm -hmm. fair to be like that person i want no parts of that he's awful mm -hmm. i i and i do hate him and i don't want him near my family but i'm gonna murder him yeah at least with luis it was it had to do with family like his father actually went missing after this they're trying to i feel like they're trying to parallel two things like oh like this and I hate to say it, it's this lesser thing with your knee being hurt and ruining a tennis career. You can find different careers. I'm sorry, Julian. I'm like, sorry, TC. You can find different careers. Whereas with, with, with Luis, his whole father is missing. His family was broken apart. I get that passion. I would get that passion from Luis if they put that passion onto him. Yeah, like and even Luis like, is oh, him. Even, and, and Luis kind of mellowed out with the Sheridan thing too. Yeah, Luis has never been like, "I'm going to murder Julian. I'm no. going to murder Alistair." Never. He's always been like, "We're going to bring justice to these people. Find out what mm -hmm. happened to my dad, yeah. and I'm going to throw the book at them." He's never been like, "I could kill them with my bare hands." Mm -hmm. So you are right on the money there. I I like not to make light of TC's whole thing, but. Like you said, Luis's entire family and livelihood was like broken apart. And when his father left or, you know, disappeared and he knows that that had something to do with the cranes, you know? So if anybody should be hella mad is Luis, mm -hmm. which Luis is mad, but not like I'm going to murder not you. Like I'm going to murder you. Not the way the TC is. Yeah. So uh let, let's 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 move on here so eve and grace walk into this scene where tc's yelling about julian being chad's father and he tells grace and eve chad thinks that julian might be his father and uh <laughs> eve gets visibly is visibly um kind of disturbed by this you know she she's a little bit shaken and TC, <laughs> this made me laugh, actually. <laughs> TC asks her, he says, Eve, why are you so upset, sir? S sir, I like I cannot stand when a man says to a woman, why are you so upset after that man has been yelling, flipping mm -hmm. out, losing his shit? Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't be a little bit upset too. Like, what do you mean? Why am I so upset? And also I'm not so upset. I'm just a little upset. You're so upset actually, by the way, sir. 
Uh, I mm. ugh, TC's annoying. I can't stand. I it. can't stand TC anymore. I can't. I really can't. Honey, why are you so upset? After he just threw this whole ass hissy fit. And I know why exactly why they're doing this. Like, you know exact, exactly why they're doing this. Making us not not side with TC because apparent because of course because I think in fact it is right there that that they that Eve and Julian are probably going to be a fate a couple. And they want to kind of move that away from move TC away from that and make us feel like, oh, well, we can't, we, we're not supposed to like TC. At least that's how I feel about, I personally feel about it. I think it's very problematic because yeah. it's, uh, because it's, it also perpetuates the black male angry stereotype, which I'm not a fan of. I'm not a huge fan of that um, at all. Um, and it's just, it's, I, I wish there was, I wish they could have done this a little differently, but in 2002, you can't ask for that much. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, Chad explains his reasoning for why he thinks Julian is his dad. And basically it's that he's a white bigot. <laughs> yeah, basically. Yeah. Hey. Like, Crystal told me that my dad was a white bigot. This guy's the first white bigot I've met in this town. So I, a rich white bigot. It must be him, right? And TC apologizes for how he acted with Julian. Like, he apologizes for his temp- how he let his hatred take over when he tried to kill Julian. But he does not apologize to Chad, nor does he take back his words. Mm-mm. He meant what he said. Mm. Unfortunate. Unfortunate. Like, this is a young Black man. That I think that's another thing that bothers exactly. me about it is that this is a young black man man and you are really going who's and who if his theory is correct has been abandoned by his bigoted white father mm-hmm. and you another black man will abandon him as well and throw him out on the street because of something so simple as just like blood and this is a thing that passions has been doing for uh, several ep- several many episodes now since the whole ethan paternity thing where they're making this connection between someone's blood and who they are as a person mm-hmm. right like you have crane blood in you so you must be evil you don't have crane blood in you so so you don't belong to us anymore we don't care mm-hmm. about you anymore you're nothing to us when it can't, it can never be that simple. Mm-mm. It can't ever be that simple. And they've, they, I think that's what bothers me is that they've simplified something that's so complex. Yeah. And so, um, and also yeah, really and emotional. Even, yeah. You know, it, I don't know. It bothers and me. Even, they would boil like, this down to just being some, being one blood or the other blood and yeah and how and how that might make view other viewers feel who are like adopted you know what i mean like how mm-hmm. how does that make people feel and then if we're going off of blood sheridan is the nicest out of all of the cranes so far that we've seen like even ethan ethan has had his little like rebellious stuff the first episode with gwen and stuff like that i mean and, but Sheridan has always been seen as like the princess, the good, she's a good, she's one of the good ones, that sort of thing. So if you're going by that logic, it's a very flawed logic because well, not because, all cranes are evil. And also because Sheridan is a good example of the fact that 
your experiences shape who you are, Mm -hmm. not your blood, you know, your experiences shape who you are. So Sheridan was treated she wasn't treated as as like a crane heir. She was treated mm-hmm. as like a problem who needs to be out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. So she was, grew up in Paris by herself, you know, learning what she was learning in life uh-huh. from other people who weren't evil as Alistair, you mm-hmm. know. And so, yeah, she she didn't grow up to be a, a crane in the sense that she's not ruthless like they are. Mm-hmm. She didn't grow up with the same kind of upbringing that Julian had which he was taught to be ruthless like that. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, again, like, like we've both said, it's not that simple to say Mm -hmm. like your blood makes who you are. It doesn't. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, Chad and Whitney, I'm sorry. Uh, so after TC apologizes, but not to Chad, not apologize. I want to make it clear that he never apologizes to Chad for the bullshit that he said, that he stands mm-hmm. by those statements and he believes what he said. Um, Chad and Whitney later talk about if Julian was his father, what that would mean and everything. Grace looks at, takes Eve to the side takes her back to like a room or whatever even grace go back to a a hospital Mm -hmm. room and even and grace is like is it possible that chad is your son with julian (laughs) she's like you know you sure that the baby died and eve is like yes i'm sure the doctor told me that my baby died and why would my doctor lie and grace says i don't know why people lie but i know that they do which I, I really loved that mm-hmm. it was it was like a kind of a simple line. I loved the way that she delivered it. Mm-hmm. I love the way that Dana delivered that line. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's right. I don't know. And as, yeah, and as, do. and as much as the character of Grace annoys me, I do like I do I do really like how Dana plays the role of Grace. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so Grace says maybe your baby was stolen. Basically, she says maybe there was some kind of you know I don't know. I'm just she's like I don't know. I'm just spitballing here. I'm just saying. <laughs> Which I like, I like, and I also like that she's kind of stirring shit up in, in a in a unintentional way. Too. <laughs> yeah. And then Eve says, you know, I would know if Chad was my son. I would know the moment I saw my baby, the moment I set eyes on him. Even if we had been separated for years, I would know him. And then she thinks back to the first time she ever saw Chad Mm -hmm. and thinks about the fact that she did have like a weird feeling about him and Mm -hmm. she didn't understand it. And then she said, well, is that why my subconscious, like did my subconscious make me be so cold to him? Like, is that why I wanted to keep him away from my daughters? Is that, you know, and then there was, or she brings up Orville, everybody. We get, we, we, we get uh, 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 an Orville reminder and uh, whom, by the way, where is Orville? What happened? Yeah, where Orville? is he? Where is Orville Perkins? I like the, I like me some or- Orville Perkins. She, she, the last I heard of him, she had been keeping him sedated. She kept mm-hmm. him basically in a coma. <laughs> she burned down the man's apartment. She hit him with her car. <laughs> Listen, Eve, and the- I, I'm glad they brought up Orville because I was starting to feel like, like I was starting to feel like something for Eve, like, oh, maybe Eve's not so bad. But then I remembered that she, she basically terrorized this old senile man. Tore his life apart. Yeah, she tormented him. (laughs) 
we, we're not the bird statue at this point yet, are we? Oh, we're well past the we're bird past statue. We're past the bird statue. Oh, my God. Thank God. Oh, oh so, because of that damn bird statue. Leave that bird statue oh, where the fuck it is. Oh, damn bird statue. Oh, I hated that storyline <laughs> so much. Oh, that stupid-ass oh. bird statue. But um, I so remember that. I like Eve remembers that the first time she saw Chad, she did have like feelings about him, but she didn't understand them. And at that time, she had no reason to believe that her son would still be alive. So mm-hmm. she just went with this guy's no good, right? And um, so she starts to think, oh my God, what if he is my son? So then she goes and asks Chad when his birthday is, and he tells her August 14th. But he also says, but I'm not sure. That's just when we always celebrated it. I mean, I don't know who my parents, my real parents are. So, of course, I don't know when my birthday is, you know? Yeah. And so she goes back to Grace and is like, he can't be my son. The birthday is not the same. And Grace is like, bitch, what? (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe the people who adopted him just didn't know when his birthday actually was. Or maybe the people who stole him just changed it. Girl. Uh. So uh, Eve says he can't be my son because if he's my son, it would be a disaster because Whitney is falling in love with him. And then we see cut to Whitney and Chad making out, making out, kissing siblings, <laughs> or, or, or so we think. Yeah, so we've been told. So we've been told. Oh, boy. oh my so gosh, that's like everything for the day, isn't it? Well, except for Ethan and Teresa, who cares? <laughs> yeah who cares they who cares? they had to get a blood test and ethan the only th- the important thing to say is that ethan this, is, this week decided that his last name is going to be winthrop instead even though of, it took him all of like three minutes to figure that out like all of like th- five minutes actually if that could have been like he's like i got it i, I got i know who my last what my last name is and it's oh it's ethan winthrop and, i mean it's the obvious choice it's obvious duh duh like, ethan. you don't want to be a bennett because you don't know the Bennett's you don't know Sam you don't care about Sam and you damn sure can't be Elvis and damn sure can't be Elvis Presley oh yeah they make a joke about him being Elvis yeah. stupid I don't care so, about I didn't care yeah, about it yeah uh, I'm like yeah but and, that's and the like, important thing that that's the important and then, thing and then Ethan and Teresa were just there for like the beginning of like this week and then they they didn't then, do anything it, it, it's it's sunk of all it's sunk of like um Oh yeah, they got a guarantee and they didn't meet the guarantee. So we're gonna have it for one episode, then we'll just write them off to the, the rest of the week. They didn't do anything. They nothing. um absolutely nothing. And I'm okay with that. They, his name is his name is Ethan Winthrop now. It's Winthrop That's now. it. That's the important thing. I forgot to take a break in the middle of the show. So now we're gonna go ahead and give a shout out to all of our patrons. Sorry that it is late in the sh- later in the show than normal, but y'all, I got ADHD. I'll be doing my I'm doing my best out here. You are. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Muna Shea, Marcus, Erica, Breland, Lisa, Zach, Sid, Serana, Dustin, Heather, Randall, Ashley, Shannon, Hannah, Camelia, Samantha, Amy, Jeanette, Eric, Jamie, Fantasia, and Sean. Thank you all so very, 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 very much for being patrons. And remember, if you would like to become a patron and help me keep this show on the on the air you can just go over to patreon.com slash passions podcast and find up for whatever tier that you find agreeable now over to angel young who's going to tell us where we can find her and what she's up to on the internet 
All right, you can find me on Twitter. I'm mainly on Twitter at Tornado Song. And yes, if you're wondering where, where Tornado Song came from, it's actually a song by Company of Thieves from their first album. So, and that just kind of stuck with me. You can find me on Instagram at Angel Period Young24. And that's all the social medias that I'm mostly on. I mean, I am on Reddit, but I'm not going to tell you what that is. <laughs> <laughs> And um, I do have a podcast out there called Sarah and Angel Talk About Things. Um, the podcast is about, uh, and I did do an episode of the first two weeks of Passion, which I love that episode so much. But the premise of that of that podcast is that me and my best friend, Sarah, we uh, one of us talks about something that we watch and that the other one did it. So, oh, okay, cool. Yep, yep. I, I love that podcast. At the time of this episode, I'm... Um, doing uh we're i'm about to post a top seven um men that we love so Ooh, all right so. <laughs> i have to check that out i love men yeah i mean can... i like looking at men i, mean, I, like I don't love too. talking to them but <laughs> <laughs> and you can find that podcast uh on anchor uh and other streaming platforms and you can find um Saren angel talk about things on twitter at Saren angel pod you, we, and we also have a website sarahandangel.com all right i'm gonna link all of that in the description of this episode so you should be able to click all of those links and get to angel all right Yay. in the easiest way possible so thank you thank you thank you again angel for um being on the show today and with that everybody you are my passion for life